The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Alright, welcome in everybody to the Hoop Ball Celtics Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury. You can follow the show on Twitter at HoopBallCeltics. You can also find me on Twitter at BallinOpinions. That's B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. Alright, what a tough loss here as the Boston Celtics end up losing to the Miami Heat for the second time in three nights. 129-121. to Tough loss here, uh, again, especially after breaking news yesterday that Jalen Brown's going to be done for the rest of the season with a ligament uh, in his left wrist, which isn't his shooting wrist, um, mind you, but still came up. Um, but yeah, but today's episode, we're just going to go over the last couple games here. Uh, the Celtics and Heat have come together, some Jalen Brown news, and, and just kind of going uh, into what we think the, the Celtics are really headed in what direction, what kind of to to see what's what's going to happen through the rest of this uh, this season and postseason. But let's just jump in. Uh, you know, the first uh, first two games of these these back to backs, uh, not back to back days, but they were they were separated by three days, two games in three days. Uh, I thought in that first Miami Heat game, the Celtics in the first half came out really flat. You know, they weren't a a team that showed great presence of urgency for the win you know they were coming off a bad loss to those chicago bulls and i thought they really didn't bring the energy as far as showing that they wanted to win yeah they came back in in the fourth quarter and and made it a game but when do we stop shooting ourselves in the foot you know like when when do we stop you know handicapping ourselves before we have a chance in the game is is a situation that we needed to be better at and then later finding out that Jalen Brown the next day after that first uh, game ends up being out for the rest of the year with a ligament in his left wrist, which is the same injury actually that Romeo Langford had that he had to recover from. The only difference is that it's on Jalen Brown's offhand and the surgery for Romeo Langford, it was on his shooting hand. So hopefully uh, Jalen Brown catching this early uh we're able to get his surgery done and, and get him going for next year and have him for the opening of next season. Um, I thought also that in that first game, we, we did show some like urgency in that second half. Our second half looks so much better. Like we, we look so much more improved and, and so much well put together. And it was just, it was nice to see us. Like, it was like, Oh man, look at us. We could be good. And then we were thinking that maybe we're going to get Jalen Brown for that second game. And it's just like, it, I almost feel like that this team here, this team here was banking on pretty much what the Heat banked on and worked out for the Heat but didn't work out for Boston. Was they were just hoping that, you know, at the end of the season, be 100% healthy and catch their stride. Get everybody back, get, get into some rhythm, and turn the switch. Miami's done that. That's what Miami has done. Miami has officially turned the switch. They are playing at a high level right now, and their team is just getting back into being healthy. And uh, I think that little bit of hope that Boston Celtics uh, fans and 
the organization was holding on to was like, you know, we still haven't seen this team fully healthy, which, you know, was correct. And unfortunately, we will never see this team fully healthy this year. And it's it's tough, you know, going into these last three games. Uh, looks like we're pretty solidified as far as the, the seventh seed goes. Um, we're, we're pretty much going to be the seventh seed. We're going to be in the play-in games. Going to have to play at eight seed. <sighs> so how the play-in game goes is... Um, the seventh seed plays the eighth seed. The ninth seed plays the tenth seed, and then the winner of the ten and ninth seed plays the loser of the seven and eight seed for the eighth seed. And then if the seventh and eighth seed, the winner of that obviously goes to the seventh seed and moves on. So just a real, uh, real killer shot here at at the Celtics. Just tough season that that never allowed us to fully get healthy. Very disappointing. Uh, I was, you know, just sad in the fact. I just, like, even if it was in the middle of the season, I just wanted to see this team fully healthy and see what they were capable of. This season was so weird and everything in regards of, like, um, having the coronavirus, not having fans, not having fans, and also, like, shortening the season by 10 games as well. And I think that Boston... uh, you know, it just had tough luck. It just was one of those seasons where you couldn't get your players back. They couldn't be healthy. And people would be like, yeah, 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 Patrick, we don't want to hear all these excuses. But they're not just they're not just excuses. It's reality. You know, it's the, the, the league that we live in. It's we you look at and observe, and, and you can look at how many times people miss games for the Celtics this year. It's really hard to find a rhythm with a team when everybody's missing all the time, you know? And... It was going to be difficult. Danny Ainge had already stated earlier in the season that he felt like he didn't build a great roster to begin with. So now we have a great roster, and then you have to fight all the inconsistencies of people coming in and out of the lineup. Robert Williams has been dealing with a turf toe issue, which I think that the Celtics should look into maybe having him get surgery if needed and to take the rest of the offseason off and recover in that and just really get healthy. And then... Jalen Brown had knee tendonitis, so I'm hoping that his knee can get really healthy during this offseason. And uh, I'm just I'm more more concerned on the future now than I am in the now. And uh, some Celtics fans are going to be very upset with that type of mindset. But at the same time, is you have to look at this team and go, where are we going this year? Like we don't got Jalen Brown now. Robert Williams is probably likely done for the rest of the year, and we're we just lost back-to-back games important games against a team that you know is down here fighting with us with these inconsistencies at times and you have to just take a step back and go you know maybe the best you know scenario for us is maybe we get knocked out of the playoffs or something and we get a better draft pick and a shortened season and allow everybody to get an off season. Like uh, we we jumped from that bubble season to this season so fast, and the Celtics went all the way to seven games in that Eastern Conference Finals with the Miami Heat, and they just they can't. They're just trying to recover and come back. A lot of issues going on with some guys, and you know, Kemba Walker's knee you know, could do really well with an off season. I think Aaron Neesmith's game can get a lot better with an off season. Grant Williams looks like he would have a, a great beneficiary as with a, a good, decent off season. You know, Peyton Pritchard 
has been really good this year, but you know, even him, like imagine how much better he would have been with a training cap, how much better he would have been with a G league team that he could have played on for a couple games or something, you know, like we didn't have these things for the development and for a team that is super young, like the Celtics, like our team is very young. We're one of the youngest teams in the league. We're, we're definitely one of the youngest teams in the league. I mean, our best players are 25 and are sorry, 24 and 23. And then you have like Neesmith, Smith, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, you have um, even Fournier's like 28, like Kevin Walker's barely in his low 30s, like Tristan Thompson's late 20s, like there's nobody on this roster I don't think is a, a, over the age of like 32, 33, which is insane, like so just be more optimistic about uh, the future of this team and yeah, they're going to make some adjustments I'm sure in this offseason and, and add some players to this roster i'd I'd like for them to to really aim towards some veteranship and stuff but before we go more into like that stuff let's let's jump into that second game with the miami heat the the game that happened today um the second game of that miami uh heat and celtics series uh was was brutal it was brutal because the miami heat's bench was just so so good they were amazing i they had you know hero came off the bench 24 points draja came off the bench 17 points like just key contributes off the bench and the Miami heat only played a nine-man rotation Celtics played a 10-man rotation and that was the craziest part you know like and jason tatum dropped 33 points you know second highest score of the game um Kemba Walker 36 points Evan Fournier 20 points Smart 10 points and then the bench was Pritchard had seven Neesmith had six Grant had five and Edwards had two and the the craziest part is is like the other side is like Butler left the game early he only played 17 minutes had 13 points and they were still in control of this game uh I thought Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero were shooting unconsciously Drogic down the stretch Drogic's fourth quarter threes were insane. He was hitting bombs. I'm talking like Steph Curry type easy three point jumpers with ease. Like, and the Heat shot 53% from deep and 59% from the field in the game. Like, the Celtics played actually really well on offense. They had shot 48% from deep and 52% from the field. They had a really good game that side, too. It's just the defense from both sides was not there. And that to me was the big difference as far as how it went. They started out, you know, it was a it was going back and forth the whole game, like within six points all the way through like three quarters until a little bit towards the end of that third. Celtics started to lose a little grip on it. And then the fourth quarter it was just Drogic pulling together three threes and really pushing the Miami Heat away, giving them a good, nice cushion of a lead and and being able to to break apart from the Celtics in that fourth quarter creates some separation, and then the Celtics had to come back more, you know. And you know how many times have we seen this as fans this year of the Boston Celtics just struggling to get back into games, and they wait till these third, fourth quarters for them to begin these runs, and it's just like it's a little too late. I don't care if we're within six with thirty seconds left. It's like where were we, you know, with two minutes left? Why were we down fourteen? You know, like why to start the fourth quarter, why were we down twenty? So 
as far as where I see this team going uh, here in the future, you know, we're looking at at the Celtics right now. At the seventh seed is pretty much where they're gonna sit at, and we're we're right now we're just kind of waiting between Brooklyn and Milwaukee as they're fighting for that second seed. Um, Kyrie Irving got hurt, hit in the face today, and then uh, James Harden is reportedly trying to come back for a game or two before the season ends so just be on the lookout there in regards to how that matchup might go you know like if we get brooklyn it's hard in playing before the postseason because had the Celtics been 100 percent healthy like i was anticipating or like many of us were as they were getting down to the end of the season i actually wanted the brooklyn nets before they got healthy for us to have a you know a, a chance because you know if you're going to get through the east you're going to have to go through brooklyn most likely if you get brooklyn first round when they're not fully healthy or not fully in rhythm yet that's the time to knock them out unfortunately the celtics are also having those injury issues and the the playing field might be even and in that sense might be more in brooklyn's favor with the offensive power that they have and i just think that the celtics here um really really need to worry about the offseason i mean i'd love to see if they can upset somebody like a brooklyn team or something in the first round but without Jalen brown now it, it just seems less likely to happen that's all i'm i'm saying from my end i i do think though that uh this team has done a lot this year as far as growth wise i think Jalen. Jalen Brown has looked a lot better than he has in any other year, making his first all-star team. I thought Jason Tatum as well has been uh, a different monster. He's learned in the beginning of the season that when he sells for shot, teams are going to accept that and let him shoot himself all the way. Go ahead and shoot the shot. Yeah, I don't care. You're shooting jumpers. You're not going to stay in rhythm with your team. That's fine. Teams would just let him force things. And I think Tatum realized in the second half where somebody was like, yo, man, you need to... You need to push the ball inside the paint, drive, and create for yourself and create for others. And that's something that he's really done well in the second half of the season, and especially through these last few games, these last few weeks here. Jason Tatum's playmaking ability has taken a step forward, and in a season like this where you know the, the title odds seem to have been slimmed in the first place, growth is what you're mainly looking at. And I've seen a lot of growth. I've seen Aaron Smith look like he didn't know where he should be on a basketball court to now being this super energetic guy who who gives you, you know, a couple open jumpers down and, and plays solid defense and he is still a little wild and needs to work on like not fouling all the time. But these are things that are gonna come with an offseason as well. He's gonna be able to work with people, break down film more, more practices, going next year. It's gonna be so much smoother. And I think the rough start for him is only going to make him better. Um, Peyton Pritchard, great season from him. He's been a bright spot. His shooting percentage, he's the highest shooting, he's the highest percentage from deep on the whole team. Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, so uh, just seeing him taking a, a good contribution in, in the beginning of this development is just reassuring for that backup point guard position. Knowing that we don't have to fill that now and and really looking towards to to building good pieces around these these main guys. I, I'd really like for the Celtics to 
focus on some veteranship. I think they could use some mentoring from older guys in the league, like a, I, I even say like a George Hill would be good. You know, I remember uh, PJ Tucker was someone that I would love to have had on the team uh, at that trade deadline. Just get some old, you know, some some 32, 33 year old guys that they've been in the league and, and have won something and just have that ability to come in and just help them help the Celtics get over that that little hump where they just keep going to the Eastern Conference Finals and not the actual finals. I think that would be really big for the team. And I also just wanted to to state that like, you know, no matter what, you know, we're at the end of the day, like the Celtics are having a very weird season. The season's been weird for everybody and they're they're out there like performing on weeks where sometimes they play four games, four to five games in a week. And it's just like they play back-to-backs really often this year. There's been a lot of injuries and stuff. So I just, um, I'm really hoping that like this offseason, it's a, it's just like a very light offseason on the guys. They don't overwork themselves and just take a break. Take a break, man. These guys have been eat, sleep, everything basketball since the bubble like they had like a a month and a half off and then jumped right back into a new season no no training camp or anything like like free agency was so fast it was a quick turnaround it it was a lot like and there was no proper like introduction of each other and stuff and, and rhythm to start so i'm i'll just be I'll be more happy with a, a team like this that really plays well with fans and stuff that have a full arena and have that ability to really take off and and exceed in a a season of more normalness i know it's kind of weird to be but the pandemic has really um hindered the celtics this year and and really hindered a lot of the nba and just caused a lot of things that were just different you know and the celtics this year had a struggle getting healthy and and overcoming that difference uh there's still three games left and you know, I hope this this team takes these last three games serious and just just play with some pride. Play play with some pride. Go into the postseason and take a a, a swinger's chance. You know, just to swing at everything you can, throw as many haymakers as you can, and, and hope that we land one. And, and maybe we're able to maybe we're able to make some noise here in the postseason. But just a, a thing to look forward to. It does look like we're locked up now in that seventh spot, though. Uh, the Miami Heat own the tiebreaker, and the best we could do is tie them for, for the remainder of the season. So they were able to solidify that and clinch the, the playoffs. And then I think maybe the uh, – I want to say it was the, the Hawks. The Hawks might be the only team that, like, if we win our last three games and the Hawks lose their last three games – then uh, we would hop to the sixth seed. So just uh, just a heads up there. So we're watching, hoping for those Atlanta Hawks to lose out and for the Celtics to win out, see what happens there. And then, uh, yeah, um, if not, then we're, we're looking at Charlotte right now in the playing game, the one game. Uh, hopefully it stays at Charlotte. Uh, don't really think we want to match up with Indiana or Washington. Washington's been playing crazy good right, lately. And Indiana has the big men that tend to hurt the Celtics. And without Robert Williams, I don't know how much longer Robert Williams is going to be out. 
I don't know if they plan on playing him anymore this year. I think they, they should shut him down and let him heal. If you need surgery, get surgery now. I think that for any player on the team. Uh, and just focus on next year. But uh, be interesting stretch here as we, we close down to this regular season. It was, seemed like it flew by in a blink of a blink of an eye and and see where it takes us, you know, and uh, welcome to the roller coaster of the Boston Celtics of 2021. Yep, a lot of stuff happening this year and just a, a full-blown crazy year for us. Well, I'm going to call it here, guys, so thank you so much for stopping by the Hoopball Celtics podcast. Remember, again, you can follow the show on Twitter at Hoopball Celtics. This is a Hoopball presentation. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in on whatever platform you are tuning in on. Just make sure to please give us five stars and a good review wherever you are listening to the Hoopball Celtics. Thank you guys so much for your support. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye.